You're listening to the True Victory Podcast. My name is Carmen, and it is my passion to share honesty, hope, and healthy dialogue about how I found freedom from my porn habit. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to advise you of the trigger warning in this episode description. This episode may contain references to explicit sexual content, as well as various forms of abuse. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to episode 8 of season 2. This episode is entitled, Porn and the Lies I No Longer Believe. So I'm just going to dive right in and let's talk about the first one. The first lie I used to believe was that women dress suggestively because they want men's attention, specifically sexual attention. And what's wrong with this lie? Okay, something that we as men forget is that women actually do enjoy being fashionable. And that is okay, right? Women should feel free to be as fashionable as they want and they can cover up what they want and what they don't want to cover up. And some of us men get a little um, lost in the mix there because we think women always know what we're attracted to. And I think it's not fair to project that on women and say, oh, well, she shouldn't show that much of her leg or her shoulder or this or that because honestly, guys, let's get real. We can find almost anything about a woman attractive. So it's not fair for us men to be the ones who are the the referees and making all the shots about what's right and what's wrong. Almost any time that someone says a woman is dressing too suggestively, it oftentimes causes us to victim blame. You know, we've heard it so many times when we hear a sexual assault or rape happen, and there will be those people on the sidelines saying, well, look at how she was dressed. You know, she was asking for it. And I'm so glad that um, that one hashtag came up years ago. It's it's just says still not asking for it, you know. And, and it's the truth. You know, just because a woman dresses a certain way doesn't mean that she's giving her consent in any way. So we need to give women the freedom to be able to dress fashionably and dress how they want. And us as men, you know, it's not fair for us to always assume that a woman is trying to tease us. Because even if they are trying to, we don't have to give in to that. You know, we can learn how to control our eyes and we can, you know, continue to respect them and Yes, I've said this before, you can even practice looking just at a woman's face and nothing else. A lot of times why men have a lack of control there is because they're so used to looking at porn where the girl isn't really looking back at, you know, at him so he can just look and stare as long as he wants. When he goes out out in public, he can't control his eyes because he's so used to the woman not looking back at him. So we have to stop seeing women as just walking advertisements because... It's not about what you think they're advertising. There's no woman that owes any man sex, regardless of how attracted he is uh, to her. And even if she talks with him or smiles at him, you know, that doesn't mean that she's wanting to go home with you, you know. And it's oftentimes our own thinking that just takes it to that place, depending on how much porn has influenced just our own thinking. The next lie I want to talk about is this. Some women just like it rough, they like being exploited, and if someone wants to watch it, what's the big deal? Now, let me just say that this this, uh, lie could probably take up a whole episode, but I want to bring it down 
to asking the right question. I've heard too many people ask, you know, why would a woman want to endure that type of treatment? You know, why would she want to be exploited? You know, what kind of woman would really have that lack of respect for herself that she would just allow these guys or whatever to do this to her? And I really feel like that is the wrong question we're asked, you know, to ask. I think the real question is why are men so quick to want to enjoy watching this type of content? You know, why would you want to watch someone being disrespected, degraded, you know, physically, um, you know, if they're physically slapped or if they're uh, being choked or any anything like that? You know, what is it that is causing men to be so interested in that? And I think one of the things there is because, you know, for most men, you know, the first porn they saw was something, you know, softcore porn, something skimpy or something like that. And it just eventually grew to more explicit content. So we have to stop asking the question, why would a woman endure that? You know, why would she want that? Because there's no easy answer to that. Maybe there there are some women who do enjoy that type of sex or whatever, but, you know, to assume that across the board for all women is definitely wrong. And you have to give, you'd have to give each woman their own time to, um, to voice what they are okay with and what they're not okay with. So there's no broad brush statement we can make here. I think it's more important to ask the question, why are we as men wanting to watch this type of treatment? We wouldn't want to watch, you know, our, the, the females in our life endure this type of uh, treatment. You know, our mothers, our aunts, our cousins, our sisters, our daughters, our nieces. We wouldn't want to, you know, want anyone to treat them that way. So why would we be okay with watching such treatment? The next lie I want to talk about has to do with men in the porn industry. I used to believe that men in the porn industry are just simply living the dream. Now, I want to give two perspectives on this. Um, I've taken some time to research some of this and I've, I've watched some videos of the accounts of some men talking about their experiences in the porn industry and and them talking about the emptiness that they felt, um, how much their, you know, their participation in that industry led to uh, drug use, alcohol use, you know, a lot of suicidal ideations and things like that. And, and, you know, we don't hear these types of accounts that often because so much of us, I don't think we want to hear it because we're like, okay, maybe they're just being approved or they're being weird. What's wrong with them? But if they're the ones who lived it out, we should be listening, you know? So just listening to some of those stories has kind of helped me understand it's not this glamorized life. You know, um, you get real detached from your own thinking and your own feelings and what you want in life. And, um, you know, your intimate life is just totally in shambles because, you know, you're always being sexually intimate with all these people. And so, um, so besides their perspective, I was also thinking with my own perspective, you know, how much I would love to just erase all of the, um, pornographic, you know, content that I've seen over the years. I'd love to erase that out of my mind, you know, and that sometimes still still affects me to this day. I can't imagine how it would be for someone who experienced those experiences firsthand who are still living with those experiences. And um, I just, when I when I reflect on it, I think, you know, I, I can't imagine how it would be to try to come away from something like that, you know, because 
Um, for me, watching the porn was more than enough than I want to ever see or know. I can't imagine actually being a part of it. The fourth lie I want to talk about has to do with porn's relation to sexual assault. And so the lie I used to believe was that, you know, if, if there's all this access to porn, you know, that somehow it reduces sexual assault because, um, you know, if someone really wants to have sex that bad, they can just look at pornography. And there's a lot of myths behind this, um, behind this lie because we've learned over the years that, you know, someone who commits a rape or sexual assault, for them, it's not just about the sex, it's about the power that they get out of it, you know. Um, and for us to think that it reduces, you know, sexual assault, we simply just have to look at statistics, you know. They're finding more studies, you know, throughout the world, even in other countries and Europe and everything, that, you know, more exposure to pornography increases a man's chance of committing a sexual offense by like three times like you're three times more likely to to commit a sexual offense if, if you watch pornography and for how pervasive it has become especially f with young kids and everything you know a third of sexual assaults that are that happen to minors are actually committed by other minors you know so we have to be able to look at these statistics instead of just making blanket statements thinking we're right just because we talk to a few like-minded people um, that's not necessarily the case. Take the time, you know, to look at these statistics. Look, look at these studies. The fifth and final lie I want to talk about is this. If any of the porn that I was watching was rape or assault in any way, it would have been removed from the internet. Now, Many of you guys might be familiar with what's going on with Pornhub. They're getting more and more allegations of, of uh, videos and content being, you know, sexual assault and rape. And I'm just, even today, I'm still surprised at how long, you know, it took for people to realize this. And again, please listen, hear me out. I'm not, I am not blaming victims for this at all. I'm just saying back in the early 2000s, when I would see some of the, some, some videos you know, I always assumed that there's no way that any of this stuff was sexual assault because I thought there's like all the woman would have to do is just go to the police, right? I thought it was just that simple. Back then, I didn't know how much victims uh, were apprehensive um, to reporting. You know, I thought, oh, well, hey, this is this is clear evidence, right? This would be easy, but it's very sad to say that, you know, the majority of sexual assaults, you know, don't even get reported. It's only like a little over 10% get reported and even a smaller fraction still actually has any actual consequences to it. You know, a lot of times charges get dropped and things like that. So um, a lot of changes have to happen in our justice system for just holding, you know, these offenders accountable. Um, and so I just, you know, on, on that note, I really just want to help you guys understand that a lot of the reasons why victims don't report things is because they think nothing will be done or they think that no one will believe them. Um, they think it's not important enough. 
or they fear that there will be some type of retaliation or stain on their reputation. Um, I mean, just look at the all the allegations that even happened today. I don't even mean Pornhub. I mean, just across the board, you know, women are being um, described as accusers. You know, it says, oh, another accuser comes forward. And it's like, wait a minute, we're forgetting something here. If we say accuser, it's like we're... we're I understand that, you know, in when it comes to the law, you know, the the one who's being accused is innocent until proven guilty. But at the same time, we have to believe these survivors that are coming forward. Um, I'm not saying skip the trial. I'm saying they need listened to. You know, they... So many of them are putting their reputations on the line and, you know, a lot of times they're experiencing re-traumatization by just them coming forward about it, you know. So um, choose to believe survivors when they come forward because you have no idea how much they've been through, how long they've kept it a secret, uh, how much they're doubting themselves. It's it's not worth... Um, it's really not worth that person needing to be, be re-traumatized over. We have to become better listeners um, in that aspect. Hey guys, I want to thank you for joining me on the True Victory Podcast. And I also want to commend you and congratulate you. Because no matter where you are in your recovery journey, every bit of knowledge that you gain improves your ability to overcome and achieve a personal true victory. Season 2 episodes will be available every Sunday from January through April of 2022. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new content. I'll talk to you guys again soon.